Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Pole practices is such an interesting thing that we've forgotten. Make a difference in the way football looks. Like, we are sitting, finally, at the beginning of training camp, understanding that the product of the NFL this year is going to look much different, but it may look a lot more like what we're used to. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Uh, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Jason Fitz, Bart Scott, we're in for the guys. Change? Yeah, I did a wardrobe change. It's a little chilly in the studio. I'm not going to lie. A little chilly. I'm drinking a lot of water, oh. trying to take care of my voice, right? Like, all of these things. A little chilly, Bart. Like, I, I did, like you, you're you just, like, I need, I don't my even head, know. No, radio. Just, number two. They must did that to try to wake my eyes up. I, that's, they're just giving a little jolt of energy. So I, I just, you know, with the Cowboys reporting, and we've been talking all week about camp this weekend. The Buccaneers have been, uh, will be reporting. We're asking you guys. You can chime in. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who's the biggest threat to the Buccaneers this year in the NFL for the Super Bowl? But, you know, I, I think about what we just heard. We need camp. We need uh, practice. We need, like, in the, in the sense of normalcy, but also, to me, I keep looking at what we saw last year. And I say, at some point, we have to crumble, like, just crumple up the rookie performance. We yeah. have to crumple up free agents that joined teams last year. Like, yeah. so much difference in the way preparation went last year. I think we're finally going to be able to relax and say, hey, let's see a normal NFL yeah. offseason that leads to a normal NFL season. Man, that's a very great point that you put up, right? Because, you know, People don't understand the protocols. These guys were never together, right? They walkthroughs and stuff were different. They would go home and have meetings on Zoom calls, right? So you, you miss that chemistry. You miss that communication when you're in the back and you, you're able to sit next to your teammate. And it may just be you and him working together on a certain play, and you have the defense coordinator, offense coordinator breaking a play down, and he's breaking down the, the, the big picture. But you're able to communicate with your friend and your teammate because we all sit together in groups. So I'm able to, like, for instance, David Harris or, or Ray Lewis, we can say, hey, man, if this happens again, I want you to play it like this. This is how I see it. So you get the, the, the details, right, and the nuance of how you, how you see things collectively. All that was lost last year, all the chemistry, being able to expand packages, right? You have to keep things tight because what happens is a great coordinator or a great coach gives you the tools of the toolbox, and you have to know which tool to pull, up, pull out. But you only know that by getting repetitions and being able to get put in these situations, whether it's in practice, whether it's in a walkthrough, and, and uh, of course, the game. So I think we're going to see a much cleaner, crisp uh, season this year, but also we're going to see more refined and more expanded packages and more creativity. Now, one of the things that I love about my job, and one of the coolest things about working at ESPN is getting to talk to former players. Like as a, as a fan of the game that now gets to cover the game, uh, when you get to sit down and talk to a bunch of guys that really know football about what's happening in a football play, yeah. it, it's so interesting to me. But one thing I think we forget sometimes is there are a couple of human elements to this. Number one, being an NFL player in many ways is like being in school constantly. You're constantly yeah. watching, reading, re- rehashing everything, breaking things down. Like you're constantly in school. So for everybody that has watched their own kids in school on Zoom over the last year and said, well, it just feels different. Right. How has it felt to NFL players? And then even when you've been in the same room last year, there had to be some hesitance when you're thinking, okay, are we allowed to be here? Can we not be here? We're wearing masks. Are we not wearing masks? Are you like? Are are you sick? Am I sick? Yeah. Uh, what what? So you you take all of these extra things, and I know most fans listening are just sitting saying, "I I don't care. Go out and do your job." Nothing in life is that simple. Right. Like I, the human element really impacted last year's NFL season. It's got to feel different this year because 
you can get back to having the yeah. opportunity to like break it down with everybody. Stay extra. Like like I, I tell people all the time, if 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 football was taught in school, most people would fail. Right. And I'm just talking about the bookwork of it. Right. I'm talking about drawing plays and being able to say who's responsible. Right. You have to know what all 11 do. You got to know what you do. But also one shift, one motion changes everything. So one defense literally can be probably about 20 different things based on, you know, the movement, the audible, the line front. If the tight end's on, if the tight end's off, if he shifts over, all this needs to be communicated. And by the way, it's a consequence if your communication is bad. One, you give up a big play, you may lose your job. Or two, somebody might night-night you because you don't see that somebody's outflanked you and they're about to come earhole you inside of your temple and you may be going to sleep for about five to ten minutes. It's funny, you know, you mentioned that. And for me, when I spent so many years in music, I remember we had one show that I was playing with the band where the power went out completely. And I mean, the entire, or the entire, we were playing an outdoor festival, I think it was in Arizona. It was so hot, everything over, uh, overheated. Yeah. Speakers went out, lights went out, everything went out. It was like still daylight. And at that time, I looked around at everybody, immediately said, okay, let's move from here to here. Uh, we're all going to do this in front of this group. Like, I knew exactly what to do because I've been in the music business since I was a little kid. So you look at it and say, there's no variable here I'm not ready for. I flash forward to when I first started at ESPN. Something went wrong on a radio show, and I, I don't remember what it was. But I, I had no idea how to handle it. And, you, you know, you look at it and say, God, no, no matter what you're in, at some point, life experience and then getting the reps matter, you yeah. know. And you flash forward. I was doing OTL for us uh, like a year and a half ago. And we had all these issues live on TV, and I knew exactly what to do because you've been through it. I I think what we have to remember, no matter whether you make widgets or spreadsheets for a living, whatever it is, at some point, repetition matters. And being in the situation with your teammates, your work, your coworkers matters. We didn't have that last year. And when I hear Zeke and, and when we hear the Cowboys talking about the way things went last year and you hear them say, we need practice. I think there's a lot of reasons. Like fundamentally, you need it to get better. Like there's a reason it exists, but also you need it for normalcy. You need it for consistency. You need it for like habits. Like it all just yeah. sort of makes sense to say, "Hey, whatever we saw last year, will it'll be different?" Yeah, let's throw it in, in the trash. And, and, and mainly speaking, we talk about the defense of the Dallas Cowboys, right? Because I've been in Mike Nolan's system. It is so many shifts and checks and audibles within that system that if you're a dumb football team or you don't, you're unsure and you don't pull the trigger, as soon as you see the shift motion or, or something, you're lost. You're lost. And I think a lot of that last year for them was a lack of communication so it was a, or miscommunication. So what happens is now you're afraid to say anything because you all, you start farming your own land. You're saying, I'm not going to say it. If it's your job, you see what happens is, right, you can be out there and you can forget to make your particular check, right? But if I'm next to Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis knows that I'm supposed to make a check, right, because this is a system that he's been in since he's been in the league. So he makes the check for me. When you don't, if you're unsure and he's unsure, don't nobody say nothing. And then what happens is you give up the big play, and that's what happens. Now they have the opportunity to have an offseason. Dan Quinn's going to bring in the system. It's not as complicated. It's more about being in the right place and playing and being simple and, and just performing at a high level than it is as far as you're know, out-tricking everybody. Well, and, and to that end, you know, I expect players to come out, especially players that were disappointed with last year, with the different, uh, different edge this year. Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, the Cowboys running back talked about last year's struggle and what it means for this year. The hardest part about last year is just um, kind of feeling like you let your teammates down. And, uh, you know, that 
that hurts. And, um, you know, I want to make sure that, that I put my best step forward and, and uh, do everything that I need to do to help this team win. I mean, you got to experience the lows to, to, to enjoy the highs. So, I mean, definitely had some lows last year, so I'm ready to uh, experience the highs this year. And that comes back to, again, last year, new coaching staff. Like, if you're the Cowboys, if you're a Cowboys fan, you think about last year and virtually everything was lost because you got a new coaching staff bringing in a new system, and through the process of a new system, you also don't have normal meetings. You don't have normal opportunity to break down film, and you're doing it all on Zoom. And I would love to live in a world where that was effective, but I just don't know how effective it is. And You said, you know, you can you can have a dumb football team that doesn't communicate well, and, and – a few years ago, a buddy of mine said, look, we, I grew up always hearing there's a difference between book smart and street smart, right? Yeah. Like my brother, street smart. I was book smart. Alvin Matt. Yeah, there, there's, <laughs> there's a difference <laughs> between. But I would also say we have to remember there's football smart too. And right. like there's different variables of football smart. And part of the, the, the skill of coaching is trying to figure out where your guys are on that spectrum and making sure that you're getting everybody lifted to the same communication. I can't imagine, to your point, you mentioned earlier, every shift – creates a change what happens if you and I are on the same team I see the change one way you see the change the other way I think we saw a lot of that last year yeah oh to to that point man and you talk about Ezekiel Elliott maybe trying to do too much because their leader Dak Prescott goes down and then he's fighting for yards and when you fight for yards you expose the football right I, I think that was the issue with the with the problems and also he did have COVID right so you know adjusting from COVID as a running back you're having to worry about your breath and not really having the energy so now you 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 add that to the fact that you're fighting for extra yards then what happens is the ball gets a little loose away from your you know, away from your core because you're not in shape and the ball comes out you know he's reporting uh, the camp at 218 the lightest since his freshman year of high school mm. so that tells you that he's ready to go and also he's ready to you know understand that as you get older the pounds have to come off because your ability to recover is a lot lot longer the breaking news there is he was 218 his freshman year in high school I mean that is a big boy right there like I was a solid 120 pounds my freshman year in high school well well you know when you tattoo your tum tum you know you about that eating that eating life Ta- okay Tattoo your tum tum. That's where we're going. Tattoo your tum tum. Well, I got kids. I'm sorry. I mean, no, no. It's it's part of the 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 charm of Bart Scott. I love tattoo your tum tum. That's like one area I would never tattoo though, because like I'm the first to admit my weight fluctuates too much. So like I'd feel good about that tattoo like one one day out of every I don't know six and a half years, yeah. and I'd be like, oh, yeah, like you, yeah. You put a face on it, it looks all nice and tight, and look like it's frowning the next day because your, your stomach's oh, drooping. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd crop top it one day every six and a half years and make that my profile pick. All right, it's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, uh, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Bart Scott, Jason Fitz. We're talking about the Cowboys because they're in camp, and obviously the Buccaneers take camp this weekend, and it led to some controversy uh, with us, uh, maybe a little infighting with us and our friend Mike Tannenbaum uh, earlier. As he said this on Get Up about who the biggest threats are to, threat is to the Buccaneers. Dak Prescott, they're going to win the division. They are the biggest threat in the NFC to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going to be a top-five offense. They're Ooh. going to get back three offensive linemen. I think Dan Quinn's going to make a massive impact on the defensive side of the ball. So I think this is going to be a very successful year for them. I think Dak Prescott is going to be a top-five quarterback. He has won playoff games, Dan, just as a reminder, something that Matt Stafford hasn't done. And I expect this team to compete against Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> I mean, just the look of, of disdain on Bart Scott's face. 
I mean, because I don't understand the Matthew Stafford hate, right? It's not like Dak Prescott's been to the playoffs like all the time. What, he's been there twice, two seasons? He's been around for a little bit too. I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, listen, this can be a good team, but this division goes from the NFC lease to I think the NFC beast, right? Because I think that Washington is going to be much improved with Fitz Tragic, Fitz Magic, whatever you want to call him over there, because he has a way of like – performing at such a high level that you buy in on him and you start depending on him. Then he lets you down right now. They're in a newlywed phase and they have the best <laughs> defense. They don't have like a good defense. They have potentially a great defense, potentially a historical defense. When you think about Jamin Davis coming in, giving them that athletic guy that can play in space, they give him help against tight ends. But that front four, when you can double everybody or you can start doubling people because you know that your four pass rushers can create havoc, not just from the edges, from, but from the interior as well. That Listen, you can have a great offense and still have a good season. If you have a dominant defense, you can have a bad offense and still be effective. I did it with Baltimore. We talked about the 2000 Baltimore team, and people for everybody said you can't win that way anymore. The game is different. You know, hogwash, right? You know, this is just a modern day. You know, what we see today is, is what the run and shoot was for people back in the day. It's what the uh, Buffalo Bills, the shotgun with, with – Thurman Thomas and, and Jim Kelly was, right? It's something that now everybody's doing. Defenses will adjust, and you still, if you have a defense, it usually comes down to can you stop fourth and one or can you pick fourth and one up? And when you have a dominant defense who can win consistently on a consistent basis with as, as many times as people drop back and pass now, the, bad, the, 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 the greater the opportunity for something bad to happen. It feels like the Washington football team really built their defense. It, it's almost like they're watching the game plan of the 49ers and saying, hey, yep. let's build this dominant way over here, and then all we have to do is get pretty good quarterback play, and we'll put ourselves in the conversation. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776 is how you get into the conversation. Tell us who you think the biggest threat to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are this year. i got to say that fully so people don't think we're talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. All right, in the meantime, I, I, I'm going to get your thoughts on a team we haven't talked about yet, but first, Jay. Jason in Phoenix uh, apparently is he's, – he's got harsh words for you, Bart. Uh, Jason, what do you got, man? Thanks for calling the show. Hey, Bart. Uh, hey, you know, I'm from Michigan. I am live in Phoenix, but I'm from Michigan. And I think you owe everybody in Michigan, especially Barry Sanders, an apology for putting Matt Stafford in the same sentence comparing that boy to Barry Sanders. No, no, no. You but, okay, go, go ahead, Jason. Fine. Go ahead. But my question is, you're talking about arm talent, and then you're talking about how – the defense has to react all these different ways off one shift and everything like that. I always felt like that was kind of where Stafford fell short. This is the mental part of the game. He has all the arm talent, but it's almost like, and I also want to say, we're going to be better this year. Our record's going to be better this year with golf over Stafford. It's almost like Chad Pennington and uh, Jeff George. Hey, 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 Jason, remember when you heard me say, I don't know if you listen, how often you listen, I talk about dumb football players. I believe Jared Goff is one of those dumb football players, and that's why McVay got frustrated with them. You know why they used to get to the offensive line and scrimmage so so fast? It's because so McVay can give him the answers to the test because the coach can communicate with the quarterback up to 15 seconds. I think he got tired of it. It was fine as you know his early in his in his career, but at, at at year four, year five, after we give you money, I still have to give you the answers to the test. I can't give you the tools to the toolbox. You don't know what to do. He got frustrated, and you hear what what did he say about Matt? Matthew Stafford. All he does is talk about and glow about his football acumen. Just how that's because he has a real quarterback now. So you think that you're going to take a dumb quarterback and put him in a on a bad team with maybe the worst roster, and he's going to be able to be effective? 
No, it's going to be even worse. And I'm not putting Matthew Stafford and Barry Sanders in the same category. I'm saying if Barry Sanders can't do it, what do you expect from Matthew Stafford? Barry Sanders only won one playoff game, right? And then they went and got destroyed by, by, by Philadelphia, right? So the fact that Matthew Stafford not winning a playoff game is, is Tannenbaum's argument. I'm saying, well, you expect him to be that much greater than Barry Sanders. I mean, I, I, you just were preaching. You just took us all to school. Like that. I, I, I'm with you on that. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Fan bases kind of pick and choose what they love or hate about their quarterback when realistically we all want to have Aaron Rodgers as our quarterback, somebody like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But, like, it's amazing how often, well, this guy, you know, he's smart, but he doesn't have the best arm talent. Or he's got the arm talent, but he's not smart enough. When, in fact, most quarterbacks are just pretty good. Yeah, see, but this is what, this is what Jason failed to realize. When I'm talking about all this, he's seeing me as a Jet and a Raven. He doesn't realize amongst his name, we had Jason from Phoenix, Detroit native. I still have a 313 Michigan license. Never, never, ever changed my license over. Woo! All my cars are registered in Michigan. I have a home in Michigan. So I, when I speak and I'm speaking about Matthew Stafford and the Lions organization, I'm speaking from a fan and as a former NFL player. Well, let's stick with that then because Andrew in Detroit wants to chime in on all. You got all the Michigan love coming your way, Bart. Andrew, thanks for calling the show. What do you got, man? Man, come on now. We we seen Matthew Stafford all years. He has some of the greatest arm talent out there in the game by far. But the boy, the man, has issues between the head. When he has an easy check down to go ahead and get the first down, he would prefer to go downfield and uh, take the long shot. That is going to make uh, uh, the coach for the Rams lose his mind because he's going to tell him, "Why not take this this shortstop, get the first down instead of always taking that deep shot?" Hey, 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 Andrew, hey, Andrew, tell me how many times in his career? I think he was with the Lions for eleven years, correct? Eleven years, twelve years. Twelve. Oh wow, twelve, 12 years. years. Out of twelve years, tell me how many times he had a hundred yard rusher in twelve years. Tell me. Okay. okay. No, no. Tell in, me. No. Give me an answer. Give me an answer. In two years. In two years. Two years. He I had, can hear you that. He, he his, was there for twelve years. He had a hundred yard rusher. Eight times. Eight times. Yeah, I think about 1,000-yard rushing. But uh, I understand No, 100, that. I'm talking so to he's you. Also <laughs> had, he's, also had, he's also had one of the best receivers of our lifetime. He's also had other weapons around him, and he also has had defenses at point times. Matthew Stafford didn't get the job done on a lot of situations. I, th- this to me, though, he like, took you to it's the playoffs with Caldwell. It, 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 this is the maddening part of this is like again we pick and choose our battles right he's talking about the fact that Matthew Stafford doesn't check down right and then as a Raiders fan the argument is oh, all Derek Carr does is check down all day long like we, we want we want to have our cake and eat it too like you're talking about somebody that threw for over 4,000 yards and 26 touchdowns last year with Detroit like a, a, a really close friend of mine sports writer years ago said take your favorite team and ask yourself how many players on this team today would start for a playoff team just go across the entire roster. How many yeah. of them would start across the playoff team? I'm not talking about one wide receiver. I'm not yeah. talking about having one weapon that you can go to. Well, look at the entire lineup. Like, look at the entire lineup. Like, the Lions are a poorly and have been many, many years in his in his career yeah. a poorly constructed roster. Like, what do you? We all want a, a quarterback. We had Calvin Johnson. Out, yeah. Who else? Name name another one. I mean, we all want our favorite team's quarterback to be a guy that single handedly wins 13 games. 
guess what? That doesn't. There's like four of those. So if that's what you really, maybe I'm, I'm using if that. That's the bar. Fine. Yeah, if that's the if, bar. If that's the bar, then be prepared for an entire lifetime of just absolute misery because you're you're not going to hit it. Like it, most teams are shooting for a quarterback that's good enough to win you games when they have the right pieces around them. That's real, right? I mean, don't don't miss me with he had Calvin Johnson. Okay. They were putting four people on Calvin Johnson, and he still was making a connection with Calvin Johnson. Who else did he have that was playing on the other side of Calvin Johnson? Marvin Jones? Like, come on, man. Matter of fact, Marvin Jones came afterwards. That was his number one receiver, and he still got you 4,000 yards. I think it's only been a couple of years when he hasn't had 4,000 yards. He's threw for 5,000 yards twice, and guess what? I can't check the ball down because guess what? My defense can't stop nobody. We down by 30. <laughs> Oh, God. It Check is, it down. You're down by 30. I mean, it is – the the picking and choosing we do on the metrics of quarterbacks is, as fans is maddening. The worst thing you any fan base can feel is when you finally feel like you got your guy and then all of a sudden you decide that your guy is good and now he should be, like, insane. He should be a Hall of Famer. He should be the best in the league. Realistically, if you've got a quarterback that's actually pretty good, like top 10-ish in the NFL yeah. – you're winning. Like I, I, I totally don't understand the logic on it. But you guys are fired up. Triple Eight say ESPN. The lines are packed. We'll let you guys keep chiming in on the show as we continue to go through and ask you who can really be a threat to the Buccaneers this year. We've got some great calls. We'll get to those in a minute. But coming up next, why the NFL's new memo may hit one NFL market harder than any other. We'll tell you about it after Bart tells you about Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Uh, have a car problem but don't know where to go? Maybe you're not close to home when your car breaks down. Let O'Reilly Auto Parts help. With O'Reilly Auto Parts Shot Referral Program, take the guesswork out of finding a great shot wherever you are. Call O'Reilly location near you or visit O'Reilly.com and click Find a a Repair Shop to find a reputable repair facility or service center for your repairs. Like, if the NFL was concerned at all about, like, the, the science behind the vaccine, there's no way that they would be putting any type of potential mandate. I think the fact we haven't heard from the union tells me that they signed off on this. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
We've been talking all day about the memo the NFL has sent to teams informing them that if an unvaccinated player, very clear here, if an unvaccinated player causes any sort of uh, COVID spread that results in a game needing to be altered, the game will not be postponed. It will be forfeited. It will result in a loss for the team, and it will result in the team that loses having to, co- to cover any costs involved with that. This is a big statement, as remember, this is uh, not the same rule. If a, if a vaccinated player is part of an outbreak, then uh, the league will, has said it will do everything it can to help mitigate the cost or uh, competitive advantage that could come from it. So there is a vast difference to the standard that the league will be holding players and teams with unvaccinated players on the roster, which leads to a really important question for so many of us. What's it do to Vegas? It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Bart Scott, Jason Fitz sitting in for the guys. And we're going to head straight to the Goodyear hotline because there are times that you just pick up the, you know, the bat phone and you say you need help. And we need yeah. help here from ESPN Daily Wager uh, expert Joe Fortenball, one of our best. We mentioned the one NFL market that will be hit more than any by the NFL's memo. That's Vegas. So let's get the Vegas thoughts on it. And, Joe, I'm going to start really simple here. So how is Vegas handling the NFL's memo regarding potential forfeitures if there's an outbreak among unvaccinated players? Like, how are they handling that right now? Great question, Fitzy. Good to be with you guys. Good to be with you, Bart. I would say this, and this is going to be the most important message I try to get across as we have this discussion. If you bet season win totals, which is a bet – over or under how many games a specific NFL team will win during the year. If you make bets like that, if you make any bets at all, know the rules at your sports book. No matter what sports book you're working with, know the rules because they vary. And because sometimes you can get into a situation late where you think you're winning, but it's either no action or maybe you're even losing. Here's a perfect example, right? Two years ago when the COVID outbreak happened, I had a season win total bet on the Golden State Warriors under 50 wins. Okay, the Warriors were terrible. Steph got hurt early in the year. Clay wasn't going to play that season before the COVID outbreak even happened. The Warriors had lost so many games. It didn't matter. They were going to go under that win total. That was a winning bet. But then the outbreak happened. The season got shut down. And because the NBA did not play a minimum of 80 games, which was the rule at my sports book, the bet was no action. So it was a winning bet, but I didn't make any money off it. Still bitter, which is why I bring it up to this day. (laughs) Point being, know your rules. So here are the rules at Caesars William Hill, who we do business with at ESPN. If you're making a season win total bet, that team needs to play all 17 games for action. So whether the COVID outbreak affects them in their locker room personally or whether it's an opponent and the game gets forfeited and they get the win, they have not played all 17 games. Mm, As a result, bets are refunded. If it comes to player props over under quarterback X throwing for 4,500 yards, that quarterback needs to appear in at least one game for it to count. So if he gets hurt before the season starts and misses all the games, it's no action. But if he appears in one game, it's action unless his team does not play all 17 games. If first, So you, you could have a quarterback that's throwing for 400 yards every single week. You soar over the total, and then in week 18, final game of the season, the other team has a COVID outbreak. They don't play the game. There's a forfeiture. Boom, you end up getting your money back despite the fact that it was a winner. Now, what happens if there's, if there's a parlay? 
Okay, so if there's a parlay, what normally happens, and we see this with baseball too with rainouts. Say you have a three-team NFL parlay. You're going to go with the Jets. You're going to go with the Ravens. You're going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. The Jets' leg ends up winning. The Ravens' leg ends up winning. The Philadelphia game gets canceled. That, instead of being a three-game parlay, is going to just be reduced to a two-game parlay. They're not going to penalize you for that. So essentially... If you stood to win, you know, make a $100 wager and make X times five or whatever it would end up being, you just eliminate, eliminate the third one from the equation that got canceled, and it's just a two-game parlay. That's what would end up happening. So you would end up getting paid, but the odds for a two-win parlay, not a three-win parlay. Yeah, Joe, we're talking to Joe Fortenbaugh. Uh, you can check him out, ESPN Daily Wager, also on Bet. And, you know, I, I, I guess... I keep thinking about the economic impact. I mean, we've talked a lot today about the economic impact to the athletes, uh, obviously the players, but Joe, like what's the economic impact to Vegas if they end up just essentially refunding all these bets? Well, they're going to end up seeing a ton of action one way or another. The futures market is a big market for them. A lot of people like to come out and make their season win total bets. They like to bet teams to win the Super Bowl. That action's still going to stand, you know, whether or not the team wins the NFC, the AFC, their division, that's going to stand. Um, so, I mean, it would hurt a little bit, but they're still going to see so much action on the individual games, right? Like what they see on Monday Night Football, a lot of us betting season win totals, that, that action comes from a lot of the pros um, that really want to get ahead of this market. Because how many average people who don't do this for a living want to show up in Las Vegas in August, make a wager, and then have to watch that money sit there for the next five to six months, right? People do it, but they don't do it in massive amounts unless they're doing this for a living. So it would hurt a little bit, obviously, uh, to have to refund that. But ultimately, remember, it's still like an interest-free loan. Like, that's the beauty of these futures wagers for the sports book. You come in and you bet, say, $1,000 on the Detroit Lions to go under five wins. That sports book's holding that $1,000 interest-free until the end of the season. That's a pretty good deal for them. So, Joe, uh, obviously the Vegas community is used to dealing with COVID when it comes to setting lines week in and week out. But how does any of this impact sort of the way that their process works when they're trying to figure out week in and week out odds? They had a really good situation last year where they got a chance to go through all of this and try to figure it out. I mean, a lot of times what you'll see are rules regarding individual games, such as the game has to be played the same week. Uh, So we saw stuff like that last year. I I don't know what the perfect example would be because I know when Tennessee got hit, games got pushed back a week or two. But if you end up getting a game pushed back four days, right? Like say you're supposed to be the Thursday night game and you end up getting moved to a doubleheader on Monday or Tuesday. Sometimes that will still, that should still count. Like that game will still be action. But again, it's going to be like we see in a lot of situations. There's going to be rumors of a COVID situation. They're going to pull the number off the board so nobody can bet it until they get more information. Then they will re-release the line. Or if the game gets postponed, they'll just re-release the line down the line. So again, this all comes back to the original point here. If you're betting on the NFL, if you're betting on anything, make sure you know the rules. Feel free to ask the people at the counter to call the customer helpline. I know it's a pain in the rear end to have to sit there on hold for stuff like that, but know what you're getting yourself into in advance so you can attack the market properly. Follow him on Twitter, at Joe Fortenbaugh. Check out Daily Wager Tuesday through Friday on ESPN2 at 6 p.m. Eastern. Also, uh, game day on ESPN Radio. Joe works on. Uh, Joe, you're everywhere. Always appreciate your expertise, man. Really needed you to come in and clarify this for us. We appreciate it so much. My pleasure, boys. Thanks a lot for having me on. Yeah, it's interesting, Bart, because what he just said there is so important. Not every sports book is going to handle this the same. 
But there's yeah. going to be a lot of people that have put a lot of money on the line yeah. that are going to find out that they hit all their bet- bets, and because of a cancellation you know, a, a cancellation. season, like, hold up, man, I'm right here. I'm only one win away from my from my win totals. I mean, and I'm like, I, I mean, I'm notorious. Sorry, like I'm cheap. I know I'm cheap. But my God, like if I if I thought I won a bet and then I found out I, I don't get my payout even though I did everything right, like oh yeah, mm. Attica, they'll have, you in, <laughs> they'll have you in the back. They'll have you in the back, <laughs> like George Clooney in Ocean's Ten. I mean, it, it, this is just an, another layer, right? Because the NFL has so many partners now that are in the gambling industry. Yeah. This this has to speak to part of why they put this memo out in the first place. Like, let's be clear. The the NFL didn't do this because they're trying to cancel games. The NFL, in, in my mind, put out this memo so succinctly and clearly with such high demands because what they're trying to do is make sure that if games are canceled, it's a catastrophic event for the players and the teams involved so that they can avoid it. I mean, that that's the real of it. Yeah, man, they, they're trying to make sure that they can have certainty, like everybody can have all the information. Because all their partners outside of the TV partners, you talk about the gambling relationships, they need certainty, right? They need to know so they need to operate their business or maybe they want to have some some loopholes that they can have outs. You know, the NFL ain't about giving no money back. Yeah, well, uh, it's going to be – this is just the beginning of this conversation for sure. Uh, in the meantime, we want to have a conversation with you guys. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Call a roulette. You know how we do this. You guys hop on the phones. We get to have a little bit of fun. Call a roulette. It's the only way to finish the week. We'll do that after Bart tells us a little bit about Indeed. The reasons to find your next hire with Indeed are starting to add up. Just look at the numbers. Instant Match searches millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates whose resume fits your job description. They have 135 skills tests that go far beyond the resume to help you find the right candidate faster. And according to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than any other job site combined. So if you're wanting to multiply your employees and subtract the hassles to find, uh, finding them, visit Indeed.com credit. It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point, and ask the question. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN News. Bart Scott Jason fits in for the guys. We will get to call a roulette in just a second, but we have breaking news. We want to get you right away. It's just been announced. Cleveland's baseball team will be changing their name. Cleveland will no longer be the Indians. They are now going to be known as the Guardians. So Cleveland has changed their name from Indians to Guardians. They've revealed it on uh, social media. They've got a cool video out there that shows some of the logo. I kind of like it, Bart. Yeah, pretty cool. I, I like the, the, the music uh, guy in me that loves like a random record drop you don't expect. Yeah. Kind of hopes they just – the video they show doesn't say when they're debuting the actual stuff. I kind of hope they just come out, you know, next game. Play, yeah. play with Guardians gear on. Just drop it, man. Just come out. You know, it's dope, man. I, I feel like, you know, it's been a, a rough couple of years when you think about what happened to the Washington football team and trying to make sure that you don't use any terms derogatory to a people. I mean, I think this is a, a great compromise. And the logo looks great. See, it's not that hard. First, I think we can think outside the box. First big home run that skies into the, the, the air. Guardians in the galaxy. It's going to happen. It's going to happen over and over and over again. All right. Rule? That is that. <laughs> that's the breaking news. The Cleveland Indians are no more. They are now the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know if we can figure out when that will actually take place, but the announcement is official. All right. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Bart Scott, Jason fits in. You know what we're doing. It's a Friday. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. That's how you get in on the fun. Let's do some caller roulette. Are we ready to spin the wheel? Spin it. Okay. And around and around it goes. Line one. Ooh, we start just at the top. Line one. Thanks for calling the show. What do you got? What up, though? Hey, guys got to listen to Tannenbaum, man. All he's basically saying is if these people on their roster show up, it's not a lot of teams that match up with them at talent-wise. Kill that 25-year narrative. Ryan Clark, go to bed with that. And the dude, come on at 11 on a 10-day contract. Kill that noise. You guys have a nice weekend. What? So he's saying that if the Cowboys show up, there's not a lot of teams that are better. That's like uh, a lot of teams that are better. And we if my aunt had never mind. We talk about the Buffalo Bills. We talk about the Baltimore Ravens. You talk about the the, the Rams. You talk about the uh, San Francisco 49ers. There's a lot of guys teams. I would, I would listen. I think they're right on par. If they if they play their best, they're right on par with Seahawks, Seattle. Uh, look, uh, there are question marks. And as I said yesterday, got to give equal benefit of the doubt to everybody. And my mom used to always say, if a frog had a glass behind, it would only jump once. So, uh, you know, ifs, ifs don't work on that. A lot of them. All right, spin the wheel next. Cowboys haters out there. All right, let's line six. What do you got, line six? What's up, fellas? Kevin from Columbus, Ohio. Hey, I got a solution to this NCAA problem. If Texas, Oklahoma, well, when they do go to the SEC, all the Big Ten and ACC need to do is combine conferences. Can you imagine in football and basketball what the uh, TV rights would be like? The rest of the Big 12 could hook up with the Pac-12, Pac, Pac 12, I guess you can call it, and they can do the same thing. What you think about that? Well, that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about from, the, from a power five to like a power three. Now you want to make it a power two? 
I don't know. I, well, we we're burying the lead here. Uh, was that Tone Loke or was that Bamani? Like know, it could have been either. Loke, I mean, Mike Woodson. I mean, that, it could have been either one. Look, and, and look, I like the idea. Frankly, uh, selfishly, I think it would be uh, kind of interesting. I don't know how the the uh, Big Twelve or the Pac twelve would feel about getting the rest of the runoff from the Big Twelve. I don't know mm-hmm. that that's necessarily enough to suddenly make like you're not suddenly doing cartwheels because you got you know uh, Kansas. Coming in to, to the back twelve. I'm just, I'm just being honest. All right, let's spin the wheel. No offense, Kansas is going to blow me up now on Twitter. All right, let's go to line two. Corey from New York. Hey guys, I got two uh, favorite teams: the New York Jets and the Michigan Wolverines. They're kind of both similar because when the when will we finally get a quarterback? Oh, that's a that's a well. I mean, well, I you think one better... <laughs> believes that they have one, right? I mean, when you think about Zach Wilson, you think about the ability that he had in college, and for them to let Sam Darnold go, their valuation of Zach Wilson must have been pretty pretty high. And also, they're doing something they didn't do for Sam Darnold. They're getting protection around him. They got uh, a bunch of great, not great, but good running backs with a lot of potential. They have uh, depth at the wide receiver position. You know, I, I think they're doing a good job. I think the addition of Morgan Moses with Beckton and, and, and Vera Tucker, I mean, I, that's a start. And they still have a bunch of draft capital and a bunch of money to get anybody that's a cap casualty, you know, during training camp. Now, that Vera Tucker uh, drafting was a steal, by the way. And, look, I, I'll say this. Uh, the Jets, to the Jets fan base, I would just plead for patience. Give it three years. Like, for once, give a quarterback three years to figure out if he's – and I don't care if he comes out and has the best first year or the worst first year ever. It's an adjustment to go from BYU to New York. So let's just let him adjust. But no, I, I just gave a quarterback three years. So this is six years now. You're asking me to give a quarterback six years because I just gave one three years. They should have stuck with Sam. Yeah, well, no, no, Evan, he's got I'm, one Evan, year to figure Evan, it out. Evan, I'm giving you, Evan, I'm giving you two years. I think by next year the, the Jets are ready to compete. Next year, I think this year they're going to surprise a lot of people because that offensive line is really, you, really You really have good. sat here for two days and you. glorified – pooed all over my Raiders fandom and then you're going to sit here and tell me the Jets are going to surprise people? What, 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 oh, what, let's place a friendly wager on which of these two teams has a better year. I'll take that all day. I mean, the Raiders are supposed to be ahead of the process. They've been spending all John Groot's money for three years now. This yeah. is this is really the first year for Salah and oh, that organization, man. Oh, I mean, and listen, yeah. I, listen, I'll go with you because you're in, a work, you're in a tougher division, so I'll go, I will take that bet. Oh, I'll take a, I'll take a nice dinner. Yeah, yeah, no, no. No, <laughs> nice dinner on my, 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 like, so we're talking like. No, no, you got to get a Bart Simpson tattoo on your neck. No, I ain't getting like a Bart Simpson. Bert, man, Bert, man. I, maybe a Bart Simpson tramp stamp, but I'm not getting anything on my neck. You can't walk that back. I, I'm saying, I'm just saying chilies. Like, you know, that that's my version of a nice dinner. Like, I, I like you, you got that NFL coin. Like, you, you guys roll different. When I say nice dinner, suddenly I'm, you know, I'm paying it off for six months. I only eat grass-fed meat. Oh, my God. Divas. The divas that we work with. Spin the wheel. Now I'm rooting against the Jets. Line four. Five, line five. Oh, we got line five guy. Come on, line five. What do you got? Hey, so this is Eric from Grand Rapids. What are the odds that the Chicago Bears enter week seven against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers undefeated or one loss? 
Ooh, undefeated one loss. I'm really not familiar with their with their schedule. Well, I mean, they're going to have one loss because they play the Raiders, I think, week five. <laughs> so we can just count that one. I mean, book it. But it all depends, too, uh, if A.A. Ryan is in the building. They got um, they got the Bears have the Rams, then the Bengals, Ooh. then the Browns, then the Lions, then the Raiders, then the Packers before they get there. So I would say the odds, don't tell Sarah Spain I said that, Spain and Fitz, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio. Uh, I, I'd say the odds are zero that they go in with with uh, uh, only one loss. I, I yeah, it depends on that Rams game. I mean, they I, the Rams the Rams will beat them. The Browns might beat them. The Raiders will beat them. It's in Vegas. The Packers will beat them. It's the Packers. They got four losses going into that. We, Woo! I'm just throwing shade everywhere. It might be Fields. Yeah. All right. Keep yeah. Z back Monday. Monday. Greeny coming up on. next. Thanks for hanging out with us.